everybody, and welcome to, you guessed it, the Macabre Podcast Universe. Tell me what that is, Jordan. It is the podcast that exists to prove people wrong when they say sequels are never better than the originals. That is correct, and we are in the conglomerate that is the DC Extended Universe. Tis true. Tis true. Tis true. Uh, Verily I say, um, (laughs) this is gotta be uh not just in terms of quality but i i think this is maybe the weirdest series we've covered yeah i i concur it it's, is all over the friggin' place and and um it is a rare thing where uh, i i just every movie it's like this could be okay so let me set the table a little bit here Marvel, I would say, one of its big complaints is that things have a tendency to be cookie cutter. And they have kind of like a base level formula, uh-huh. right? Um, I think they're getting, we've talked about this too, I think they're getting better at, at um, breaking that mold a little bit more. But, f- for example, even though we've already recorded, or even though this episode has come out, at the time of this recording, we've not seen Black Widow. Yeah. Now, I don't have a whole lot of love for that character, and um, I'm fairly certain that I will at least really like the movie. Yeah. I might not love it, but I might really like it. And with Marvel, for the most part, you kind of get that. Yeah. You you get, it's like, well, okay. That's usually like the worst it gets. Occasionally, there's like three or four where I'm like, oh, I really hate this movie. Definitely. But even those are like, yeah, but if you like it, I get it. It's kind of fun. Like the Ant-Man movies. Yeah, I mean, I it's don't like, like Paul them. Rudd is still charming. <laughs> right, there's still there's Based still some fun stuff in there. But um, these movies, they've just decided to throw everything at the wall in DC. Yeah. And on the one hand, you have these highs like Aquaman and Shazam that are like so out there and it's so cool. Yeah. And then on the <laughs> other hand, you have movies like all the others. Birds of Prey, <laughs> yeah. the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. <sighs> this movie is so bad. I'm just putting all my cards on the table right off the bat. Yeah. And it does feel like it is, it just doesn't have, um, like, uh, I'm sorry, folks. I'm really trying to struggle through what I'm saying. But, it feels like, you know, Marvel has this filter that everything goes through. And so, again, you get a base level quality. And this feels like this one has no filter on it. Yeah. And I kind of love that they're willing to do something weird like that. Oh, definitely. But, I mean, this is excruciating of a movie. Yeah, and it is not just that, but it was also very disappointing because... They decided to make a movie about a character who has always been the sidekick. Yeah. And has always been the supporter. And it is like, oh, that's interesting. Like, what is what does this person have to say? What kind of movie could this character deliver? And it just sucks that it didn't. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, I guess Harley Quinn doesn't have anything to say. And that yeah. was her chance. Like, that really did feel like her chance. And we're not going to get it again because I'm no longer interested. Yeah, absolutely. And in, uh, in finding out if there is something to say. 
And yeah. I and it's all it was such a frustrating movie too because it's like I get what you're trying to do, but this is one of the most like it's so poorly written. Yeah, that is gonna be my thesis. I think the directing is pretty decent. Uh-huh. Like I would be interested to see Kathy Ann do something else. Yeah. Um, I think it well, looked. The, I think it looked it, really it good. Looked great. Yeah. The costumes, the sets, everything was really cool looking. Some of the acting I really did not like, but I kind of get what they were trying to do. But the screenplay was everywhere and nowhere at once. Yeah. It was awful. Yeah. And it wasn't even like, because it starts with her talking about like, well, I guess you should start stories at the beginning. That's what they all say. And then it's like 10 minutes or something. And it's like, well, I'm going to tell it how I want. And it jumps all over the place. Uh And movies can do, stories can do that and do it well. This felt like... It was like being let, I don't, they couldn't You could tell say, folks we're struggling to put into words what we think about this movie. They couldn't stay on a topic and when, like when they would do something, like explain something like 10 minutes for 10 or 15 minutes and then go back to like the present. It's like, I don't know what that says though. I don't know like what that does for the story necessarily. Yeah. And it's obviously an ensemble cast movie, but the ensemble doesn't band together until the last fight scene. Yeah. And the whole time, so it is mostly Harley and then a, mostly black Canary. I forget the like her yeah. other name, but like, like it, it just is like the whole time there's this Hunter's character that's killing people and it's like, okay, cool and mysterious. And then they introduce like, then like when she gets there, she's just really not very cool in the end. And yeah. she's no, like the, the veil when it's torn off, it's completely like, kind of liked it when you didn't say anything. And I know that sounds really mean, but just like it, it, that didn't sound like, didn't feel like that was the actual character. Yeah. And so when they get the time to like all band together and start working together, they hadn't been working together the whole movie. Yeah. So there's no like actual chemistry that I can feel between them because they haven't gone through anything together. Yeah. But I feel like that's the, like the whole ensemble thing is they have to go through things together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, so let's, let's back up a, a bit. I remember seeing the previews for this movie. So it came out in 2020 and I, you know, seeing it in 2019 and I was like, the title of this movie is one of the worst movie titles I've ever seen Yeah, because it is titled. The technical title of this movie is Birds of Prey. Um, Well, actually, let me make sure I don't miss anything up. And the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Fantabulous is in the title of this. Yeah. So that's already... I think to your average moviegoer, when you see that title, you think, oh, whatever, I don't have time for this. I'm going to watch something else. Yeah. Honestly, I think that is a huge problem with this movie. If the title was not that, this movie would have made a lot more money, I think. But, so this movie is called that. And I see this trailer, and the trailer visuals, I'm thinking, I like the visuals, but I kind of thought, man, this looks really bad, though. Really bad. And every time I'd see a trailer, I'd go, oof, why, you know, and this is, this is right after Joker came out too. So I'm kind of like, I just don't care to see a villain movie again. Um, yeah. I think I will in the future, but I, I'm just kind of well, like. she's even more interesting than Joker because she's like a, I mean, she's obviously a villain. She's always, I mean, yeah. I, I haven't read any of her comics, but I know that she's a villain. Mm-hmm. And, but, but she, because she's always like, her character is like based on being motivated by Joker. Like she's ba- it's every, whatever a man does, she's yeah. following it. So it is interesting to come up with a movie story where like 
they've broken up. So now it's just her. Yeah, I'm interested yeah, in seeing yeah. that story. And I saw it. Well, and it was, you did and you didn't. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't think they bummer. delivered on that story. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I saw those trailers. And then there was enough people that I was seeing online, mostly, um, saying... No one was saying, like, this is a great movie. But people were saying, this is a fun movie. Yeah. It's a fun time. And so I thought, maybe maybe we'll like this. We're getting ready to watch it. And I'm kind of going, yeah, I'm going to love this movie. This will be, like, it won't be as good as Aquaman, and it won't be as good as Shazam, but I'll. this will be one of my favorites of the DC. That's what I'm thinking. I'm well, going in with that mentality. If you, ha- if you go into it with that, seriously. There's not much to be. Oh, I know. I know. Yeah. Uh, I, I do realize that, which is, yeah, but, uh, I mean, it, it, it was like five minutes in and I was like, oh, I, I really don't like this. Oh movie yeah. Five minutes lot. in. I mean, I don't remember the exact scene I turned to you, but there was a moment in the beginning when I turned to you and said, I would have turned it off by now. Yeah. And, and it's, I have less patience than Micah for movies. Uh-huh. I will turn things off much quicker than than you will, and I think that's not very good for me sometimes where I don't give something quite the chance, but it is like I'm spending time <laughs> out of my day to do this, not just the podcast, just some anything, any movie or show. And I mean, it's like if it takes, you know, when 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 people say stuff like you should watch this show, it really gets good at season 2. And it's like so I have to watch 8 hours of something before yeah. I start enjoying it. That's a waste of time. Yeah. So that that yeah there were several times in this movie where i was like and i would have turned it off there and i would have turned it off there and the the moment for me was uh when she has like the vision of like a music video that she's in that's when i was like that was kind of far in i would have turned it off before that 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 would have been my turnoff point yeah yeah the others i was kind of like okay i don't like this but what's happening yeah it hasn't um, quite come together yet. Yeah, and you're, you're kind of, you know, because they're trying to do this, like, snatch, basically. They're trying to do Harley Quinn, but it's Guy Ritchie's snatch. Yeah. Starring Deadpool. Oh, because of the diamond? And it doesn't work. Well, yeah, and it's all these different timelines, and they're trying to intersect and get this diamond. So it's the plot of snatch. Oh, I didn't I didn't think about that. But that's right. And that, that's correct. That, mo- that movie's told not in not chronological linear, not linear. order. And it is very much like, wait a second, hold the phone, let's go back. So this movie is just Snatch, but sucks. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, there is that thing where you're going, maybe at the end we'll kind of have a reveal, which I think is what that Huntress reveal is supposed to be. It's supposed to be that, like, oh, wow, what a payoff. But then when you, when you kind of, it's that stuff is revealed to you, it's like, why is she in this movie? Yeah. She doesn't affect any change. Yeah. Because, because when she finishes her job which was her last person to kill was zaz Mm -hmm. okay goodbye you did it good job yeah so why would she stay i I mean i know she was forced to physically because they were like cornered but like what it's it's just too bad because i did really want to like it yeah and i just really didn't and and it it bummed me out (laughs) i i that was that bad for me yeah me too where it, it was it was it bummed me out and and it's there's so many things I want to like about it, but it it was like I said to you the other night, it's as if someone said, hey, I'm going to make you a really nice meal, and they go, I got I got a bur- burger patty, I got cheese, I got onions, I got ketchup, and I have a homemade bun. And I go, awesome, they're going to make me an awesome burger. And then they go, here's your salad. And I go, what? Mm-hmm. This is weird and gross. I thought you were going to make me a burger. Yeah. No. 
They change it into something weird and it doesn't taste good. There are like Harley Quinn comics though, right? Well, there's Birds of Prey comics. That there are that is for like real? a comic. Oh, book. they're like a for real team. Yeah, same as like the Suicide Squad. Well, that sucks. Yeah, um, know that because I'm sure it's pretty good. Maybe I'm, I'm sure it's better than this movie. Here, here's the other thing that I, I <laughs> we haven't even got into production notes, but um, I, I'm I'm a little scared to say this, but I think for the most part of what I have seen. I, I think I just don't really like DC that much. Like, mm-hmm. they're comics. Yeah. Now, I, I haven't... The comics I have read are like, you are an insane person if you don't like them kind of comics. Mm-hmm. But I... But You've read the highlights. I've read the highlights, yes. But, um, like, right now, I'm currently reading the old Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. Like, the original run. And there's a lot of them that suck. I mean, they suck, but it's really fun to read, and I don't mind reading it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's kind of how a lot of the Marvel stuff is to me. I really enjoy it. I- I- even if it's bad, I'm kind of like, eh, comic book-wise, anyway. Yeah. Now, DC, I haven't done a huge comic dive, so I, I can't put like that a, on them. have done a Batman dive. Really. I've done a Batman dive, but we have... Have you read any other hero? Uh, I've read a little Superman. Okay. And the Superman... Uh, I read Superman for all seasons, and that was really good. Oh, you read that recently? Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but what I mean to say is when we went through our Batman conglomerate, we were crazy about the Joel Schumacher movie, Batman and Robin. Uh-huh. Now audiences hate Batman and Robin. They hate that movie for the most part. Yep. Now there's a movie called Joker that came out. We hated that movie and audiences loved that movie. Yeah. There's another movie coming out called The Batman and everyone is stoked out of their gourd over this movie and i'm thinking why can't it just be fun so i think hopefully it's good i just think maybe it's not for me that's sort of what i'm starting to realize because the other thing i think of harley quinn she's in the batman video games which i really like although they are pretty dark yeah but i i like them i like them a lot actually but harley's in those and i hate when she's in the game whenever she's in because her boobs are out the whole time right they sec they it's all it's very sexist that or she makes her they make her very sexualized yeah there's so few girls in comic books and when they're in it their boobs are huge and their hips like their waists are so tiny it's the whole you know everyone's made that complaint you're right but they do it like on steroids in those games they do (laughs) and i haven't played the games and i'm sure they're good i'm sure i've watched you play them and the imagery is super cool yeah but that is actually not the reason why I don't like her in the game. I, I know. I I just, she is just not super interesting to me. And the voice kind of drives me up the wall, for one. I kind of love it and hate it at the same time. Sure. It, it's it's kind of funny. But yeah. I can see it being annoying, for sure. Or it is kind of annoying sometimes. Yeah. But then, like, uh, I don't like her in the Batman animated series when she shows up. Okay. And then now I'm watching this movie, and I'm going, this is all Harley Quinn. And I just go, you know what? I think it's time for me to just say, I don't like Harley Quinn as a character. If yeah. you like her, more power to you. What, what bugs awesome. you about her? It, and just, the other stuff you've seen. I, I think it's a lot of it... it I don't really know. I just yeah. think it's. I just think she's annoying, and I don't like when she's there. It's just kind of like she doesn't add anything when she pops up to you. No, and maybe that's a lack of them telling uh, interesting stories. 
with and, her in it. Yeah, and and I know I know at some point in the Batman animated series, I haven't got to it yet, but they do adapt the Mad Love comic, which is when she becomes Harley Quinn. Okay, and maybe I'll get it then finally. Uh huh. But I guess <laughs> I guess my big complaint on these movies is you have this character, and she used to be a normal human, and then she went crazy because of being the therapist of uh, uh, Joker. Joker. And then each movie they've reminded us of that, and I'm like, that's a way more interesting story. I want to see that story. I don't want to see Snatch but bad. Yeah. I don't want to see The Suicide Squad. I want to see that story. She is in the upcoming The Suicide Squad, right? Yeah, and I'm not going to fall for it again. She's going to be terrible, and I'm not going to like her in the movie, even though it's James Gunn. I can't fall for this again. Yeah. I don't like Harley Quinn. Okay, you don't like Harley Quinn? That's what I'm going to say. Okay. And I'll probably change my mind if I ever experience a good story of hers. Yeah. Because I know my sister really loves Harley Quinn. She hates this movie. Yeah. I don't even know if she finished it. Yeah. And so, I don't know. Maybe they just no one's quite done justice for her yet. Uh, potentially maybe in the animated series that you just mentioned, but... Yeah. So, And I know she yeah. has her own DC animated show that's apparently really good oh really i don't really want to watch it i mean you probably shouldn't (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry i got so heated do you like margot robbie i love margot robbie i think that's also a part of it is i'm like dang it i love i love her and you're welcome on the show anytime margot robbie but i want to see you in something else (laughs) yeah so that's my pre-spiel before we even go into the movie yeah you still tracking with me I don't know if the listener is, but <laughs> I'm still sitting here. Well, this movie's directed by Kathy Ann, who has done a movie called Dead Pigs. And then the movie is written by Christina Hodson, who wrote the Transformers movie Bumblebee, and she is writing the upcoming movie The Flash, coming out next year. Yeah. Now, we need to talk about this, Jordan. Would you like to take the reins since I've ranted long enough and talk about Christina Hodson making the screenplay for The Flash? I just don't think it bodes well. It's not, I don't think it's a good indication that that movie's going to make sense, especially if it's a multiverse movie. Yeah. So um, this movie had seemingly several different storylines and it didn't really make sense. I, I never quite could understand just latch on to something and like care about it yeah so i'm not sure if that's gonna be attainable in the flash movie which sounds like they're trying to make a huge movie for some reason on a character that they have yet truly introduced yep because they're like too they're rushing everything so much it's how it feels you know it's like we gotta get justice league out so fast uh-huh. and it's like well, we don't have movies for all of these characters doesn't matter we gotta get it out and then the first movie is going to be, I mean, it's going to be outshined by all the cameos that are in it. Well, I, I know. Yeah. It's open, so if you don't know, listener, they're making the Flash. They're adapting what's called Flashpoint, and it opens up a multiverse. And Michael Keaton is in this movie as Batman. Yeah. That When you see Michael Keaton as Batman, you're not going to remember anything Flash because you're just going to be like, oh, 
That's so cool. You can so yeah, it's like I mean I don't know if I don't think it's good to bring Michael Keaton as Batman into in terms of distraction level, but like when when you make a movie about like a character, uh-huh. obviously you got to have other cool, fun characters that the audience likes in it. But it's really about that one character. Yeah, and that's what this movie failed to do. It's not really about Harley Quinn. Yeah, and like it's it's sure she's telling the story i guess but and i guess like all of it kind of starts because her and joker broke up but it, it doesn't like she, she i feel like she d- was not served well in this movie so no. there is absolutely no way ezra miller is getting his due yeah as the flash in this movie no or in that movie and it's gonna be lame well and and the thing i brought up is and hey we're gonna cover it when it comes out maybe we'll be uh Egg on our face. Yeah. Egg sandwich Prove on our face. Prove me wrong. But the director of the movie, Andy Muschietti, directed it, and that movie was really good. A good adaption of a book. And then, when he'd made It Chapter 2, a it was movie so bad. where it the made, plot yeah. is, it starts getting way more intense, and it's a much bigger idea, he couldn't pull it off. And he, it was so bad that it made me think that the first movie might be bad. Yes. Like like it that's how much it soured me on the whole thing. So you have him who wasn't able to pull off a huge concept, having to pull off a huge concept, and then you add into that the screenwriter for this movie solo writing credit on the flash. Yeah. I don't see how it is not gonna be a headache inducing movie. Maybe it'll be their magnum opus. All I want is Aquaman, The Lost Kingdom. That's all we need. And then just shut and then down the, new the well, Shazam movie. Just too. do Shazam and Aquaman and shut down the rest. I movie. <laughs> and do a cyborg movie. I don't know. Oh well yeah. I mean I'm interested I'm still interested cool. in Cyborg. Yeah. Cyborg for president. Okay? I'm just gonna <laughs> say it. But yeah, it's gonna be a train wreck. But what is the other movie she's doing upcoming? Uh just that one. Oh I thought as far as I know. Oh, what has she done in the past? Bumblebee, the Transformers Bumblebee, movie. That's right, that's right. Which I've heard is actually good, but um, we'll probably cover it on this podcast someday. I don't even want to think about it. <laughs> well, it's certainly not on our schedule uh, up to next April, so. I can't even think about it. <laughs> okay, so the music is by Daniel Pemberton, and he has done the music for The Man from Uncle, Molly's Game, and Spider Man Into the Spider Verse. Uh, cinematography is Matthew Libatique who did Pie, Josie and the Pussycats, The Fountain, a lot of Darren Aronofsky's Cinematographer? Movies. Yeah, and cool. he, he did the cinematography for Iron Man, so we're going back to our very first episode. Wow. The movie looked good. Looked great. The colors were popping. Popping. Costumes? Popping. Action? Popping. Then we have February 7th, 2020 is when the uh, movie comes out, and this is where it gets bad. The budget of the movie is $82 million. Okay. Cheap, cheap, yeah. cheap, cheap. Um, domestically, here in the U.S., it makes eighty-four million. Now, the pandemic is less than a or a little over a month away. Yeah. So that does play into it, but it, yeah, worldwide it makes two hundred one million dollars. So worldwide. Yeah. Ooh. So it doesn't make his money back. They needed to make two hundred fifty to three hundred to break even. Okay. And the theaters did shut out, shut down one month after this. Um, so, you know... Well, it's th- like a normal runtime in a theater for a movie like this. I, th- I think, oh, for this type of movie, it would be like six to eight weeks at yeah. least. Yeah, so they got like four weeks? I think they got five. Okay. Um, 
But still, I mean, it wasn't. They should have made it back before that, you know, like yes, because it is yes. a superhero movie. I don't think they would have tracked to make that amount of money anyway. Yeah. They, they might have broken even. Yeah. But certainly not made money. Um, and the low start was blamed on the possible lack of demand for a solo film. And as well as the confusing title and the R rate, the R rating of the movie. Yeah, the R rating I think really does hurt this movie because Absolutely. all there are, all there really is. I mean, there's F words, so easy. Just don't have F words. And then also there were like blood splatters. Yeah, because the action was really good. The action was really really good in this movie, but it wasn't bloody gory terrible of course uh -uh. there is a little bit of like the ewan stuff that's like come on that's just ridiculous in my yeah. opinion but you could it could have so easily have not been an r movie yeah and and i think superhero movies can be r i'm not yes i'm not saying that it can't be deadpool did amazing yeah although i mean you do have to wonder what the purpose of making a movie r is um, for, for, for something that's like at the core for kids yeah. Or for a younger audience. But I mean, you, you make this movie PG-13, you made your money back, guarantee. Yeah. Because like, just more teens would have seen it. Even if they didn't like it, they would have just been like, whatever, I have nothing to do this weekend and yeah. seen it. Um, so that's a big mistake. Yeah, I'm curious why and who and what those conversations were like. Well, uh, f f what, four or five months earlier, I know they would have already been shot this movie, but like four or five months earlier... Joker makes one billion dollars, so they're probably oh, like, "Oh, that's true." Yeah, sure. No, that's don't true. make any edits. Yeah. This is perfect. But by then, they'd already filmed it. Yeah. Um. But okay, so let's get into some of the other stuff. This movie was announced. Um, they they announced that they wanted to do a female movie for mm -hmm. the DC universe before Suicide Squad even came out. Suicide. Suicide Squad. Um, and Ra Margot Robbie was super involved. She's yep. like the producer on this movie and she really fought hard for it to be directed by a woman. Cool. Which I think is cool, necessary. I wish we had a better outcome. Yeah. Um because so few women get to direct these types of movies. Yep. But I don't think the director is the problem here. Yep. Um and Margot was presenting and reworking this movie for 3 years before Warner Brothers okayed it. Jeez. Which makes me think there's worse versions of this movie out there. Yeah. When I, because I did these notes before we watched it and I thought, oh man, studio meddling. And then yeah. I watched the movie and I thought, ooh, they should have made her wait three more years. <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe this is all it was going to be. Yeah. Maybe you're right. Um, Batgirl was supposed to be in the movie. Oh, okay. But they cut her so that she can premiere in her own movie directed by Joss Whedon that I don't think is going to come out ever. Yikes. Or be made. Yeah. Um, Penguin was also cut from the movie because they didn't want to distract from the fact that he's going to be a villain in The Batman next year. So by then, that was already a, a movie that was in development? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and then this is cool. Chad Stahelski is the second unit director on this movie, and he's the director of John Wick mm -hmm. and um, the stunt double for Keanu Reeves in so the Matrix movies. Did he not do all three John Wicks? Are there different directors for each one? I can't remember. Okay. Because the first curious. movie, I think, has two directors, and yeah, one of them right. kept doing it. Yeah, I think Chad did all three. Okay. And then the other guy did Deadpool 2 and... Yeah. And Something um, like that. Hobbs and Shaw, okay. I believe. Yeah, the action is incredible in this movie. The choreography is really good. Yeah. And it's engaging. 
Uh-huh. Th- those were generally fun to watch, I would say. Yeah. Um, and then this is very funny to me. On February 10th, it was reported that the film was being displayed under the title Harley Quinn, colon, Birds of Prey at AMC Theaters, Cinemark, and Regal Theaters. And according to Screen Rant, the name was mandated by Warner Brothers. However, the rap subsequently reported that, quote, an individual with knowledge of the studio denied that Warner Brothers had revised the title and quoted Adam Tickets, a ticketing service, um, explanation that the new listing was apparently for display and search purposes only for vendors and theaters, not an official title change. So you think that added to confusion or something? I think that totally adds to confusion. Yeah. You have this movie. Because you keep seeing previews for this Birds of Prey movie, and now there's this Harley Quinn. Like, well, yeah. Well, Birds of Prey was still in the title, right? Yeah, it was still Birds of Prey. But I, I do think you see that, and, and you just go like, what is this movie? Yeah. Why do they keep changing the title? And even even when we started, when I started researching this, I was like, I'm not sure what the title of this movie is. Yeah. Because I, th- I think I've also seen it other places, just Birds of Prey. Yeah. It's just confusing. Yep. And you can't make it more confusing for a, a, a franchise that is as confusing as a franchise gets. So Absolutely. That is that. Okay, so in terms of actors, uh, we've covered Margot Robbie, but we have Rosie Perez, who plays Renee Montoya, uh, the cop. Uh, she's in White Men Can't Jump, Fearless, Untamed, The Road to El Dorado. That's fun. <laughs> um, and then we also, we have not covered Mary Elizabeth. We have. No, I don't know. Mary Elizabeth no. Winstead, who is in 10 Cloverfield Lane, the perfect movie that is Scott Pilgrim versus the world, Death Proof, uh, Sky High, was my introduction to Mary Elizabeth Winstead. In sky high uh-huh wow um journey smollett plays um the character name is dina lance who was the singer she is most recently in uh lovecraft country the show yep she's really good in the show although we didn't finish it but it's she was really good in the show um looks like she's also in the new twilight zone show which we also didn't finish um she's an underground true blood sacrifice parenthood a lot of big shows she's good in this movie i think she's She's always good she's performance one or two for me yeah she's always good um ewan mcgregor no we haven't covered him oh ewan well he is in train spotting one and two because he is train spotting he's obi-wan obi-wan Moulin Rouge, he's also in. He's the French Candle and Beauty and the Beast remake. He's in Doctor Sleep as Danny Torrance. He's in Christopher Robbins as Christopher Robin. Oh, Christopher Robin, sorry. Um, Ewan has the smile to me that freaks me out. And he's <laughs> always kind of freaked me out. He is like, yes, he's a handsome person, but he, all of his teeth, he gets them all in the smile. It's weird. <laughs> He was doing way too much in this we movie for me. We have to talk about him. He was off the rails. I mean, sure, I guess he was going for camp. I, I don't know. It, it's one of those things. So we we have only but to to look at other... We, we don't even have to go outside of this franchise to talk about casting. Lex Luthor, when I, I watch that performance, I go, I don't know what he's doing. This is madness. Yeah. 
I mean, I kind of get it, but it's just so off the mark. It's so crazy that it's like, how come no one reined him in? Yeah. This performance, I get what he is trying to do. I just think it's not successful at all. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because he's really trying to make it weird and like he's very kind of um like flamboyant uh-huh. and and kind of a germaphobe, but he's he's Is trying he? to be like yeah, because remember when I she has a, a snot bubble, he's like, ew, gross. And he's like, oh. cut her face off, ew. And and he's very um, you know, like kind of seems like he experiences OCD or something like that. Uh-huh. Um and and it's all this weird stuff that could amount to a villain that really makes you and, and couple that with his smile, it seems like a slam dunk. He's maniacal. But it just doesn't work. Yeah. And and I don't know how to express it any better than you watch this movie and you're like, whatever. Yeah. DC has a hard time with villains. Yeah. You got, what do you got? You got Orm. Orm rocks. He rules. Orm's good. You got Dr. Savannah. Good. He rocks. You know, you know why? Because we understand what they want. <laughs> And and in such a way that's like I understand why you want it. Yeah, both of them. But then you have Steppenwolf, and it's just like, yeah. okay, your storyline was obviously cut out completely. Yeah, because it's a they're two different movies. And then you got General Zod, who I would say is very good. He is good. General Zod is good. General Zod's great. But who's I mean, Lex Luthor, awful, horrible, comp- just like a train wreck of a character who is like one of the biggest ones. You got you got. Uh, en- Enchantress from Suicide oh Squad. Oh my gosh. One, one of, of the worst. The worst I've ever seen in a movie. Absolutely. In a movie full of villains, she was the worst villain I've ever seen. <laughs> and then you have uh, the guy from Wonder Woman who I think he's was cool good, in that they made him they made him bad by the end. Yeah, so. the, they went too far, you know? So it ended up just being like, oh, you're just like all the other ones. Yeah. And... The, I, you Ewan, just need to stick with the Ocean Master. Yeah, and so here's what I'm confused about with this character, comic book wise. And you probably have not read a comic with this guy in it. Nope. What's his? What's the like the characters? The you, Black Hand or Black Hand? Okay, so is he just like a, a mobster? That's the impression I got. Okay. He's like a he's like a Wilson Fisk type. Or I always something. find it funny when a someone in a comic book, and I know it's a comic book, but I always find it funny when like the person is just like a guy with a lot of money, yet he still wears a mask. Yeah, it just is kind of dumb to me. And <laughs> yeah, the theatrics I, right. I just don't care yeah, for very I... much, especially in this movie when he puts on the mask and then he literally does not do one thing. How does this, how does this? Oh, he blows up in the end. Whatever. Okay, I'm moving on from Ewan. Oh, okay. Ella J. Basco, who plays Cassandra Kane, the girl who swallows the diamond. Um, she is in Grey's Anatomy, Happy Land, Veep. Don't remember that. Um, teachers, a ton of shows. I mean, she's young. She's getting her start. Pretty bad in this, I would but say. The, I mean, the character's bad, though. Yeah. So. she's she At the beginning, I was like, this might be my favorite character. Then toward the end, I thought, ooh, rough. Real rough stuff. Yeah. Well, everyone kind of ended up that way for me. I mean, we just finished watching Shazam. So it's like, it's, it's hard to go from Shazam child actors to this child actor. Yeah. So. That's it. That's it. Well, what? Can oh, you talk wait, about no, no, Zaz? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on, though. Ali Wong is in this. She plays Ellen Yi, who's not in it very much. I think it's worth yeah. mentioning, though. Uh, she she is... was like the DA assistant. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I, I think that they didn't do, I think, I don't know, the Montoya character too. It was just like, cut this person out of this movie. I have oh, no idea absolutely. what she's doing. And she, it was not good. I don't even, I was not even a big fan of the performance per se. So, but they said in the beginning when they were introducing her that her and Ali Wong are like exes. So they have a history. Uh-huh. And I just don't feel like they did that, that, I don't know, spurred enough in the character. But also yeah. it's an ensemble. I know you don't have that much time. I just think it could have been done better. Um, Ali Wong is in, I mean, she's a comedian. She's in Always Be My Maybe, Tuka and Birdie, Big Mouth, a, a lot of cartoons, a lot of TV shows. And then she has her own specials as well. When she said she was the assistant to the DA, I was like, are we getting Harvey Dent in this? Oh, yeah, I but, didn't think about that. Nah. And then Chris Messina plays uh, Zaz. Um, and he is in Argo, Away We Go, Greenberg. Uh, he is in a crap ton of stuff. Like, everyone's probably seen him in something. I, is there one in particular that you remember? I don't remember him from any movie. <laughs> okay. But here's what I will say. I think he's the best performance in the movie. I know you were a little lukewarm on him. I like what he's doing. I think he's weird. He got under my skin in the way that Ewan McGregor was trying to. And I thought it was kind of cool that he's this crazy serial killer guy, mm -hmm. and yet he just is under, under Black Hand's control. I thought that was a fun, interesting idea. I liked him. And it I was, thought he had a really good performance. It was fun seeing Zaz in a movie because when I read about him in Nightfall, I think was the first time, it was like, oh, this dude's messed up. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure throughout the movie, he gets more scars on him. Yeah. Which, if you don't know, Zaz is a serial killer and he tallies his victims on his body. So I think throughout the movie, he has more tallies, which is just like he's just been killing people this whole movie. Uh-huh. Because that's what he does. Yeah. I thought that was cool. I, I'm believing that that's true. I wasn't yeah. like paying that much attention to it, but, um, I still like on, on the other hand though, I mean, I still think it would be cool to have a, a Zaz is the serial killer and Batman is investigating like a true, it's a yep. true crime movie, yep. you know? Um, I, I want that, but if this is what we get, it's like, okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I dig that. Yeah. And I, I like how he he made I think I feel like with my small experience with Zaz, he did kind of make the character his own in a way that I thought was refreshing. Yeah, you would think with a character like that he would pop up in a movie like Joker. Yeah. Like he's that twisted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd think he'd pop up in this new one. This I know, Matt I Reeves would think movie. so yeah. too, but yeah, it, it's, where, where I think the Riddler's just gonna my my guess is the Riddler's just gonna be like mass murdering people a lot. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, it is interesting when a new Batman movie comes out to just like what what I don't know. He has so many villains, and I feel like they just use a lot of the same ones. Uh huh. But I'm not that big of an expert. Yeah, it's just how it feels. Yeah, I agree. I will have to be thankful though that I'm getting a movie with. Both Robert Pattinson and Paul Dano. So yeah, I mean it's gonna be a good movie. I just don't know if it'll be like the Batman movie I want to see. I know, you know. Same here. Same here. There was a funny tweet from our our friends over at Ninety Under Ninety when they released they released images of the Riddler and he like looks like the Zodiac Killer a little like adjacent. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
And um, I think it was Dan Eden was tweeting on the account, and he said something to the effect of, I'm in the corner rocking myself back and forth saying, Batman can be fun again. Batman can be fun again. Someday he'll be fun again. Yeah. And I very much related to that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the movie begins. With a fun cartoon montage or cartoon yeah. explanation thing that it was good. And I liked that. A very quick description of who she is and where she's come from and what where she's at now. Yeah. And we're going to see, um, I mean, this is the first red flag of the movie. Yeah. Uh, it, it, there's nonstop narration this whole movie. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I know. I, I thought we were just going to get like a few minutes at the beginning and then it'll cut. But it's like, ooh, we're in Harley Quinn's head. Oof. I don't want to be in that head. No. They have this nice little cartoon scene. You go, okay, that's kind of interesting. And then we head to a bar where Harley's like, I'm done with Joker and I'm out, but I still benefit from people knowing that I'm with Joker. So yeah. I don't tell people. And she's just partying at the bar. Again, the visuals are really cool. We have this cool one-shot thing, kind of like in the other guys, where it'll go from one section of the bar where she's partying, pans mm-hmm. over to the next section, and she's over there partying again, etc. She's getting trashed. Yeah. And and she she doesn't have a Karen in the world because people still feel, fear her. Yeah. Because because they fear Joker. And it so it's it's already like all the way out there and it's crazy. Yeah, and it's so I mean I know we're minutes into this, but it's like interesting. This is interesting. But I did have an, a distinct feeling yeah. about 5 minutes into the movie. Where, oh yeah. And I wrote this note. I said it's so insane right from the get-go, and if you're not in now, I bet you won't dig the rest. And boy, that proved right, because I was not into this. Yeah. Like, minute one, what, I was the not idea into of it. her breaking up with Joker, but no one knowing about it, and her living it up? No, no, just, it was like an indescribable feeling where I was like, oh, this is bad. Oh. And I didn't know why, and the more we're talking about it, the more I'm understanding why I didn't like this movie. Uh-huh. But it, it I will say, on the one hand, the movie really states what it is right off the bat. And it has like a ton of musical cues right off the bat. So you're kind of like, okay, this is it's gonna be kind a of doing what Suicide Squad did. It is. It really is. They this movie, like Suicide Squad, loves putting stats on the screen. And yeah, I, I get it. This with was this. a huge mistake. Huge mistake, but I I, I get it because it is like she is such a careless, insane character that she has hurt, physically hurt so many people, meaning there's so many people out for her. Who mm-hmm. want to kill her? I I get it, but it, it was so distracting to what was actually going on. I mean, it was like the whole act one, which is the setting up of the story. Yeah, I have no idea what this movie was about. Mm-hmm. And it's it's it just totally missed the mark. Because and every time you see a new character, it's like Jordan McCaw. I know her because I saw her one time eating a bagel, and then it flashes back, and it's like I'm eating this bagel. And then it's two minutes of you eating the bagel, and then it flashes back to the scene. Yeah, and it just is a bummer because the movie, I think, is positing at the beginning that this is going to be a breakup movie. Uh-huh. And it's going to be her getting over Joker, which is crazy because most people who haven't even read a Harley Quinn comic knows that Harley Quinn and Joker are endlessly together, yeah. always and forever. So it's like already like an interesting premise. Breakup movie, she's going to find herself again. The issue is she already knows who she is. 
and partly me and so like there was there were no there's no you're character right. development oh my gosh you're her. right that was such a light bulb moment for you probably saw the light bulb go off on <laughs> <Yeah>. my head <laughs> yeah because like there's that moment after the bar where she she looks over and sees ace chemicals I and, could not believe it. They, I couldn't believe that they were going to do a dumb callback to that dumb scene that I couldn't tell if it was real or dreamt. Though they call back to the scene in Suicide Squad where she jumps into the vat of chemicals with Joker. The milk. It's a vat of milk. And then she hijacks a semi-truck and she says, I have great ideas when I'm drunk. You know, okay. And then she drives it and jumps out and it blows up the chemical factory. And I think like there, there, it's just, there's so much potential. And sometimes in this movie where like when she does that, she takes off her, her necklace. That's Jay for Joker throws it out. And it's like, well, that's stupid evidence. Uh And they find it because it's, that's the story. It's like, Oh, we know Harley did this. Uh And now we know that her and Joker have broken up. Uh And so she's careless she doesn't think about consequences because she's been with the Joker for so long and he always took care of her and everything. And so I think what they're trying to do for a while is all that's catching up to her and soon she's not going to be able to, to outrun it, which they kind of do that. But then you throw this diamond garbage in with yeah. it all and it's just like we don't even need that. Well, it, so I, I think what could happen is really lean into the breakup element of this movie. Yeah. Which it leans into for about five minutes, and then she's like, I'm good. She doesn't say so much, but she's basically how she'll end the movie. Or the movie could be about how she's saying she's good the whole time, but she's not. Sure. So you have that. Okay, that's a possibility. The other possibility is make it John Wick Chapter 2. No, John Wick Chapter 3, where she's broken the rule. She broke up with Joker, and Joker sends like all the assassins in the world, and that's the plot. She's just outwitting assassins the whole movie. Yeah. Which is like what the next part of this movie is, where all these people, now that she's not with Joker, they're saying, hey, we can finally attack you. We don't like you. Yeah. Just make that the movie. Like like the movie I know, I know. is like, no, let's do that. Okay, now that part's done. Now let's talk about Huntress for a while. Now let's talk about Montoya for a while. And it'll all sync up at the very end like Pulp Fiction. But it's not like Pulp Fiction as much as you think it is. Yep. Uh. And you could do... There is a way, I think, too, where she she's out running people the whole time and she runs into these different characters who have their own motivations, the yeah. same characters that are in here. I mean, I think you got to cut a couple of them. But because of her hijinks or whatever, they have to work together because they have a common goal of staying alive or... Whatever. Yeah. And they and, don't. And, and the thing is, the movie is doing all the... If, you're, if you did not watch this movie, the movie is doing all of these things. But it's not going far enough in any of them. Yeah. It's just... it's it's it, This movie is the definition of not putting your eggs in one basket. <laughs> yeah. It's putting the, it in 40 baskets. Yeah. I mean, really, halfway through this movie, I was like, we are watching three distinct separate movies. Yep. And this is not coming together. Yeah. So we find out who... Okay, Huntress... How how do you even talk about this movie? Huntress, who is Mary Elizabeth Winstead, she is going through and she's killing... uh, Mafia Dons. Mafia Dons. Or the Mafia, whatever. People who killed her family. There's Now, here's what I got to say. And again, Kathy Ann, you're welcome on the podcast. You're great. 
the director. They do this great shot where it show Montoya, the detective, goes to where all these dead guys are. That was a cool are. scene. Amazing. Yeah. And she's investigating, and the camera pants is all one shot, and Huntress breaks in, and it pans back, and the guys are alive. She kills the guys, and then the camera pans over, and we're, we're at the crime scene again. And the lighting is so good yeah. with that, to, to convey that, that stuff. That is the kind of, give me more of that. Yeah. Mamma Mia. And the choreography was really cool. Having yeah. known that Chad Stahelski was involved before we watched the movie, I was like, oh, well, there's going to be one thing I'm going to love about this movie. Yeah, <laughs> I think, so, like, you find out, too, like, at the beginning of the scene, there's a huge, long monologue from Thank You, Harley, of her explaining that Montoya and her partner were really good detectives, and she broke this huge case, but he took all the credit, and now he's chief. Blah, blah, yeah. blah. So she's just stuck being detective. Basically, like, men keep taking opportunities yeah. and recognition away from her. Why don't you just show us that? Why do, why do you have to like tell us that? Because later on too, yeah, you're right. they, they're in the Montoya's in the chief's office and they're talking about this case, all this stuff going on. And like, oh, I'm totally losing my train of thought, but, but, oh yeah. But Harley's just like, and that's the chief that stole all of the, the, the glory. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like, we probably could have guessed that. Yeah. They're sitting in this man's office. Yeah. It, it's yeah. But, I sort of feel like this movie, you didn't watch it, and you're kind of like, but some of this sounds cool. I think, genuinely, the the proper way to watch this movie would be to go on YouTube and just write Harley Quinn or Birds of Prey fight scenes, watch all the fight scenes, think that the movie's actually like an A-plus crazy action movie, and don't get any of the plot. Yeah. Because if I saw all these action scenes out of context, I would have told you, Jordan, before this started, oh, I think we're about to watch, like, a great movie. Yeah. And then you don't have to have this plot where they where they do random things pointed out that I saw on a video. Uh, like, there's a hyena in this movie. Why is the hyena in this movie? Probably just for trailer shots. Because she would have one, you know? There's, there's a shot where she gets punched in the face and she has a music video vision of her singing this song and dancing. Does it look cool? Yeah. What does that have to do with the story? Nothing. It's so that they can put it in the trailer to attract and, people and to come the, to the, the movie. The crazy thing, too, is, yes, we know Harley is an insane person. She does things or thinks things that don't make logical sense. Yeah. But you, there's a way to do it Uh huh. that doesn't make you shaking your head and wanting to turn the movie off. Yeah. We like like if you're ma- if she's the main character and she's a bad guy and she's a bad person who's insane, you still have to make us like her. Yes. Or hate yes. her and like another person, and they don't make me like anybody. No. So we're also introduced to this guy named Black Mask. We've kind of talked about him. He cuts off people's faces. I hated that scene so much. I didn't like it either. Um, it was just gratuitous. Yeah. And even if he does in the comics, even if he does, I don't know. It's gratuitous. And maybe in the comics, they don't sh- like, I don't know. Maybe they well, handle it better. But and, and it does a thing where it's like he does this whole scene, and then Harley's like, let's go back one week. And then yeah. we meet Canary, or Black Canary. Yeah. She sings. She has a high-pitched sonic scream that's teased. Um, and I'll have a huge, amazing payoff later in the movie. It's so funny <laughs> to see someone in a Batman or a, a Gotham movie uh-huh. have actual powers. Yeah. It, it doesn't It feels like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. So she's, you know, she becomes the driver for him. And then we're back at that scene again. And it's like, that, is that what we have to do every time something happens? Something develops in this movie. We have to go, one week ago, this happened. Yep. Um, 
I, I'm just kind of blowing through that well, part. But, so, but to add to that, at some point, Harley breaks in, not breaks in, but she storms into the the police department and starts like shooting people with like paint and glitter. Bean bags. Bean bags. Like, to, to, Looks great. Because she's looking for... Sandra Kane, who has Sandra the diamond, Kane. who has swallowed it but when she took it from Zaz, which we'll she, find out in 20 minutes when they do a flashback to a week do earlier. a really long flashback, man. And, oh, man, I just don't know what to latch on to with this movie. The action was cool. Yeah. In that scene. And Once the color very I, cool. Really, I'm putting the blunt. Christina Hodson, you're welcome on the podcast as well. But I, I'm putting the blame. I, I think it's the script. Uh-huh. The dialogue is also really bad. It's yeah. just atrocious. Like at one point, Harley and Cassandra Kane are at a grocery store shopping, and Cassandra Kane is just like, You were just like so grown up. Like, how do you yeah. do it? Come on, tell me, woman to woman. What was that? That was a line in a movie. <laughs> Delivered not much better than I did. Not really. Um, they're after the Bertinelli diamond, which I'm hoping is a reference to Tim Burton. Yeah, I Burton, yeah. Ellie Diamond, that's cool. So uh, Cassandra Kane is uh, like a, a foster kid in a very troubled home who is a pickpocket, and she picks the pocket of Zaz, who has this diamond, and swallows it because she gets arrested by police and is like trying to strategically pocket, like hide all the things that she's stolen. Uh-huh. So she swallows the diamond. So um, she's taken off to jail. While that's going on, they get Harley and. Black Hand is about to slice her face off. Yeah. And that's when we get the dumb music video, whatever thing. But then... Which, hey, if Harley Quinn wants to put out a career in music and have cool videos like this, I think she could win some MTV awards. It's sort of interesting. I'm going to blow past. But uh, she says that she'll find the girl. If she finds the girl, you don't have to kill me. This is, I feel like, 45 minutes into this movie. Uh-huh. It's so long into this movie, and finally she has something to do. Uh-huh. And I don't, 45 minutes is a lot. I don't think it's that long. But um, so she's going to find Cassandra Kane, but Black Hand, Hand has also put out a bounty just on Cassandra Kane. Yeah. So not just Harley, it's every other assassin or person who wants money is going after them. I get it. Why wasn't this established like act one? Yeah. This is like pretty far into the movie. If you, because if anything, like that, the diamond, the whole diamond thing's the MacGuffin. Yeah. Of this movie. But I still like there is no character development or there is no, I like didn't see a discernible reason for why Harley needed to change or wanted to change from the beginning, like in the thesis of this movie or whatever. So I don't care about any of it. Yeah. I agree. I don't care about any of it either. Yeah. It's hard to even remember what happened in this movie. Yeah. Um, but she gets Cassandra Kane out of prison, out of jail. Yep. And she does. Boy, does she. And they drive away in a minivan. Yep. They go to the Black Mask Club. At some point in the movie, and you pointed out, it, it looks like it was maybe designed after a Clockwork Orange. Probably not really. It just made me, that, it that, just was I, reminiscent. Very influence, I think. Okay. And I thought that was cool, and I wanted to make sure we shouted that out. Um. She says that a Harlequin is nothing without a master, mm-hmm. and this movie's attempting to prove that wrong. I'll just leave that there. Um, I like that. I liked that scene. I liked that. I thought the acting was good in that scene. It like almost had a point, and 
I just wish the movie paid off that thesis. I know, and it doesn't. That's the that's the the hard thing. And I feel like this part should have been more in the beginning of the movie. To it's just all it's all a big huge mess. But like I like that scene because she's obviously not okay. Yeah. Her heart is broken. But that's like one like one of the few times in this movie where she's actually mourning, like grieving the relationship. <laughs> it's sort of like worse Deadpool, but has way more style. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she looks at the camera after demanding the diamond from uh, Sandra Kane. She's she like, give, "Give me the, give me the diamond, give me the diamond." And oh, then she, she looks does. at she the like camera, sighs, and is like, "Are you guys seeing this?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then they bring back to the apartment. There's the hyena. Is I feel there. like the 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 set of the apartment is very um Batman Returns. Is that what the movie's called? Oh yeah. Catwoman. Yeah. It, it feels, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like the set of that a lot. And it's one of the few times where it's like, this is a crap hole. And it's like, yeah, it kind of is a crap you know hole. What? I love this movie now. <laughs> you did it. No, please no. But yeah, it, it's. And um, then we finally get Huntress' backstory. And we find out that she was the daughter of the Bertinelli family that this whole diamond thing is about, which we didn't really discuss on this podcast. But. Her family was slaughtered, and that's why she is going and killing all. She's of got these a personal people. vendetta to take down all these people. Yeah, and as a child, at some point in her life, in a I think a Catholic, she was like school, in a monastery or something. She drew a picture in crayon of everyone that killed her parents, and she crossed Here's them the all off. Here's the issue with that too. They told us about this like five other times. So like one, when they take us yeah. back to this flashback, I was like, we know, we <laughs> well, know what she's trying to do. Right here, they tell us that she's the daughter. Then later in the movie, when she comes back and kills Zaz, she she's like, I'm Huntress, and I'm the person of the Bertinelli. And it flashes back to her in the monastery. I know. And she drew <laughs> as a kid, she drew them in crayons, and then she crossed them out, almost as if setting up flashbacks of killing people. As a child, she did I this. Know. She's like, one day I will look back and reflect on this piece of art. Yeah, we we saw it when you told us that she was the Bertinelli. See, and that's a big issue with that character because the whole movie, I mean, she's hardly in this movie at all. That's why I think you could argue that she maybe should be cut. But she, so she's hardly in this movie. She has her own sole purpose in this movie. Uh-huh. And by the you know, third act, she has accomplished her goal. And when a character has accomplished their goal, you get them out of the movie. They're done. Because she has not met any other character until this point. Therefore, she has no care or desire to help anybody. And then at the end of the movie, when you're trying to get me to believe that her, Montoya, and Canary team up together to fight crime. Yeah, right. Even if that's true in the comic book, that was... That was not believable. This is Huntress. She kills the people who killed her parents. I wouldn't, I'd advise you not to mess with her. Oh, the katana thing. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it is pretty wild having watched all these movies so closely together. This movie is inarguably much better than Suicide Squad. But it's not nearly as different as I thought it would be. And it carries right. a lot of the same issues, which definitely leads me to believe that, like, I just don't like this character. Yeah. Um, but it, it's a little bit wild because I, I thought that this movie would basically say, hey, Joker sucks and forget about Suicide Squad. And it's like they bring up Joker a lot. 
Um, and and the tone is most similar to that movie of all the other DC movies. So it's kind of like it's definitely a better director, I think, at least visually mm-hmm. than David Ayer. Mm-hmm. But well, that's just it's like, it's such uh, a missed opportunity too, because like I've said, probably as many times as the movie would remind you something in the movie, like. So Harley Quinn and Joker broke up. That's a huge deal. Huge deal. And the whole movie, she should be grieving this and figuring it out, pretending like she's fine, but she's not fine. And, you know, there's a lot of like, I mean, it's way too common in stories where women are motivated by male characters. So this, this movie, it'd be interesting if it was about her trying to get over all that, but she's having a really hard time doing it. And it's almost like, not that you need to bring up Joker way too much or anything, but, but in such a way where by the end of the movie, she's gotten over him yeah and then she can be her own character well uh, yeah Uh, so here's the thing this movie is the movie hustlers with jennifer lopez that's one option they could have taken i don't even know what that movie's about other than they steal stuff right yeah they're basically hustle (laughs) yeah they hustle they're tired of being like that's yeah that's right used basically and they're like we're gonna use now yeah um so it could have been that it could have been snatched and it could have just been a straight-up cop movie, or it could have been a John Wick revenge movie. Yeah. And it just decides, like, let's do all four of those things. Yeah. And it's just really, it's not good. And I, I'm actually starting to feel bad with how much we're bashing this movie. Are you? No, because I feel like we're talking about the highlights of we it. We are. I just want to express that the people who worked on it, I'm sure worked really hard. And I... I like Margot Robbie a lot, and mm-hmm. I like most of these actors a lot. And they're they're going to be fine. And I want oh, this yeah. director to put out more stuff. Yeah. Um, but, boy. And, and you know what? Here's a huge compliment to this movie. They have the mercy to make it under two hours. Yeah. It was like, this is really bad, but I'm going to be doing something else in, like, 30 minutes. Yeah. So... So they go to um, the carnival called uh, Amusement Mile. Amusement Mile, which is this very Burton sets. I love it. Oh the yeah, this part's so cool, so fun. But Harley, in the very brief time that she has with this Cassandra Kane, they form a relationship enough to what that when Harley sells her out to Black Hand, it is like like it, it doesn't you don't feel the weight of it. But it is mm-hmm. supposed to be like a big deal because you thought that they became friends. Yeah. So um, Huntress, no, Zaz and Canary show up. Zaz doesn't trust Canary. I think it's because he's in love with Ewan. So he like is paranoid, uh-huh. you know? So he like wants to kill Canary. I kind of miss that kind of stuff. I was just pretty checked out. But you know, he's bad. Okay, so yeah. he's going to kill somebody at some point. Hunter shows up and kills him. And then um, Black Hand... Well, he's, he's trying to get the diamond. Well, I know he is. Yeah. But he's just motivated by Ewan because... Yeah. But what but, I'm saying, he doesn't trust Canary. Right. I, I got to admit, you said you checked out of the movie. I checked out of this conversation just a second ago, and I I'm cut back trying, in with nothing I know, good, this is so way too bad. long-winded. I'm just trying to get no, to no, this. No, no, you're not bad. I'm just saying I kind of forgot what we were doing right now. <laughs> Sounds like a you problem. So it is. <laughs> what I'm trying to get to is Black Hand and his goonies show up to amuse the mile and it's go time. Yeah, and these we, people got, we got are, mouth, sloth. Um Okay, okay, yeah, I get it. Uh Sean Aston, whatever his character's name is. <laughs> um, but so the the these characters now have to are physically forced to team up 
because they're they're cornered, which is not not nearly as exciting if throughout the movie they were forced to work together in a in an actual way. Yeah. That like a motivated by a thing, not just like a we have to fight them. Mm-hmm. But a little bit more in depth than that. But the action's pretty good here. The sets are really good. Sets are cool. Action's great. Um Canary's it, it is, got lungs, man, that Yeah, she's shoots. able to shoot black can back. And she sends Harley Quinn on her way on some roller skates. I did think it was really cool when Harley Quinn was on the roller skates jumping around on the car. Yeah, that was cool. Um uh yeah, and then they get to the dock and Cassandra Kane blows up Black Hand. <laughs> and then they go to a taco shop. It's it's played as like like a slam dunk like the end of Avengers but, when like, they go to falafel. a buddy cop movie. Yeah, and they're like tacos, tacos, Which tacos. Which that doesn't make tacos? sense to me because they don't know each other. <laughs> I know. Like, they didn't work for days together trying to stay alive. That was just, like, a couple minutes. Like, 30 minutes they fought together. Yeah. You've never been you've never been stuck in amusement I mile, I haven't. So I guess I don't totally understand that kind of friendship. Yeah, but and, it's and whatever. That, that's... Harley and Cassandra steal Hunter, or, uh, Canary's car, and they eat their egg sandwiches. Oh, yeah. We ne- didn't mention... This movie talks about egg sandwiches so much. It made me hungry for one, I gotta say. It looked good. Yeah, but it it, it it was just a weird tone thing. Like, every time it brought up the egg sandwich, I was like, I know this is supposed to be hilarious. I know, like, me watching movies, this I've been trained to think this is supposed to be funny. It's supposed to show but, you how simple she is. But it, like, doesn't earn it somehow, and I can't put my finger on why. Well, yeah, I, I think it, they're just trying to show that she is just, it's simple things. Please her. Yeah, but the egg sandwich thing just does not work for me at all. It works for me because it looks good. It looked great. Although it did, she's like, it's the best one in the world. No one does it like him. It's just tapatio, two eggs, slice of cheese, and Micah, ciabatta come bread. On. Have you ever eaten food in your life from a place? Yeah. That That's the thing. Let her have her emotional attachment to that egg sandwich. I guess made it's by that the guy. only character development she gets, so. Not really. Oh, wait. She liked it before, huh? Yeah. But she she sort of develops. She learns how to love Cassandra Kane, I guess. Not really. Okay. Well, Um. Well, they, they were going to do like a bunch of sequels and stuff, and right now there's no talk of anything anymore. Hmm. It, it stinks. Here's the other thing that stinks about this. Just on... I love Margot Robbie, and she clearly, like, ever since Suicide Squad she loves was this filming, character. she loves Harley Quinn. Yeah. And I think that's awesome, but it, it's kind of like, please, please don't make this your thing that you have to make happen every few years. No. Because it's just not, you're going to be in the Suicide Squad, and then maybe Harley Quinn gets killed I know, at the I'm ready end, to, see, to see her in something else again. Yeah. I love her. She's so fantastic. Yeah. Um, but I mean, again... What if her and Gal Gadot were in a movie together? They could. They're in the same universe. Oh, yeah, that's right. That would be cr- the two most beautiful women in the world. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh there's one more beautiful than them both. It's Jordan McCaw. Oh, wow. The my love lovely wife. My lovely wife, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that's Birds of Prey and... 
the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Um, here's the deal. Here's your here's your look into the future. We are in the month of August now. Really? We're in the month of August, and I believe this day, The Suicide Squad came out in theaters. Okay. Directed by James Gunn. So next week, we're going to cover Wonder Woman 1984, and the following week, we will be coming out with our episode on The Suicide Squad. And then we will be finished with the DCEU until the next one comes out. But so I'm telling you folks, if you want to be in on that conversation, let's all go see the movie this weekend. And should we announce our next series, even though it's technically in three weeks? I, if you want to, I don't even remember what it is. So after we do Suicide Squad, we're as as anyone who listens to this podcast knows, we're taking a really sharp turn, and we are going to watch the Godfather movies. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> So we're going to watch that. I do need the palate cleanse. And then I'm going to give you a little tease. And I want people to text us, to tag us, to tweet at us, whatever, at your guess at what we're going to do. We're going to, after The Godfather, cover a international film series. It's a trilogy of movies. And it's very famous. Jordan and I have never seen any of the entries. So I want people to do that. If you get it right, I don't know. We'll figure out something. Maybe maybe we'll send you a Patreon episode or something like that if you're not a patron. If you're a patron, maybe you yeah. get an extra Patreon episode. I don't know. We'll figure something out. But um, And this month, it's August, and that means our, our Space Jam A New Legacy episode either came out this Wednesday or comes out next Wednesday on patreon.com slash M-I-C-A-H-M-C-C-A-W which is also in the episode notes. So we're going to find out. I don't know yet. We're going to find out if LeBron pulled it off. Yeah. So, um, boy, exciting stuff, folks. Um, See you later. See you later. Well, and and we do have to talk about th- this, and this is this is for real. Um, this movie has a scene where it's showing like stats about Harley Quinn, and it says she voted for Bernie Sanders. Yep. Now this scene that this will be like Micah, you're taking this too seriously. It's just a joke, but it is so extremely weird to include Bernie in this universe. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is. Do you really think Harley Quinn would vote for him? She would definitely be a Trump. No, I don't think she would vote. Or she wouldn't vote. Because Trump is like the anarchist vote. He's not an anarchist. So no, she wouldn't vote for him. I, you're just saying that because you don't like him. But she wouldn't vote at all. That's true. She, she would be too absent-minded to remember to do it. But it's just weird. It's weird to bring like a political thing. Especially uh-huh. right after an elect- election. Or well, no, because, the year of an election. Just, and maybe we should just cut this out. But I'll just want to <laughs> say. It, like if she votes for Bernie, that means that she's potentially like into socialism to some degree. Maybe she has student loans because she was a psychiatrist. That needs to be yes, forgiven. Yes, yes. But... 
so she that that just makes you think it's like oh she's she's like up for for equality in that way of socialism but i just think that because she doesn't care about anyone else but herself she would care about none of it yeah no politically would have no affiliation you know what we'll do we'll we'll take this section we're gonna cut it out and we're gonna put it after the music on this episode (laughs) okay and you'll be hearing me talking about it right now so thanks for listening to the episode